0: Better way to do this. Let me show you a better way. You
1: don't have to be and we are live and it's uh, my good fortune today to welcome our guests, Aaron and Kingsley Edwards from Float. Hey guys, how you doing today?
2: Hey, Great. Great. Yeah, so happy to be here with you. Sorry, uh sorry about last week, but I'm glad we're here now.
1: Oh, it happens, man. I I used to run companies, too, before I became a one-man show. And to be honest, I'm kind of happier now because stuff like that doesn't happen as much. But I'm glad y'all are here today. Uh, we did have Kingsley on before. Um, and I just want to kind of for people that maybe didn't get that, let's just start out with what made you guys start Float in the first place. Was it only about free speech? I mean, you're a pretty successful techno entrepreneur. You're switched on to crypto. There's probably easier things to do than build a social media platform from scratch what made you guys commit to doing something like this
2: so in 2018 we were yeah we were actually developing a crypto wallet that was uh, specifically going to focus on privacy coins and tokens and as we were developing this uh, you know 2018 that's when uh, alex jones got to platforms and a lot of the youtube you know content creators uh, that I have, you know, watched for years since, you know, back in the Ron Paul days, uh, they started, you know, I just noticed they had to start changing the words that they had, you know, had, or can say um, just even just when talking about, you know, current events, it's all now, you know, normal and kind of like, we're at that like frog boiling point where everyone's just used to it now, but it's, which is really unfortunate. But like that, that really concerned me that they couldn't talk about, you know, oversee overseas wars, um, or you know, any uh, police brutality, or even cryptocurrency has been uh, has been censored, and uh, even
3: even you know, medical freedom.
2: Was yeah, yeah, being yeah. Back then. Yeah, absolutely. Not
3: as bad as it currently is,
2: but right. So um, so you know, yeah, we were developing this. Um, we actually got accepted into, uh, into VC, which is, uh, run by Tim Draper's son, Adam Draper. If you know Tim Draper, he's like a, uh, pretty big in the, in the crypto world. So same with Adam Draper. And, uh, that's a startup, startup accelerator. So we actually got, we got accepted with, uh, our idea for the, uh, privacy wallet. And then during that, like the first day, actually, I was like, Hey, you know, I think we're going to, we're going to, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to pivot our, our idea because, um, you know, we feel that this is important. And I always like to align, you know, things that are important or things that we stand for with, uh, you know, with our business ventures. So, um, so yeah, we just, you know, we, not only do we feel that it was a, the right thing to do, um, and we saw that the trend of censorship go, go up. And this is, you know, before, uh, Corona, you know, really took place in, uh, 2020, a, a year after. Um, but yeah, we just saw, you know, all these, all these people. And then Erin, I mean, she brought a bunch of, uh, these content creators into our, like she, I always tell her she has like the gift of, I mean literally, just even with you know Infowars, you know last last Friday, um, basically all these people that I've you know admired and, and uh, enjoyed their their journalism on uh, on the internet, um, she has the gift of just yeah like really kind of reaching through the screen and bringing them into our lives. So we became friends with you know Josh Sigurdsson of Rural Turner Media, uh, Dan Dix of uh, Press for Truth. Um, uh, Jeff Berwick a little bit, uh, w- yeah, basically like all these, all these people that I was like a, a fanboy of. <laughs> and, um, and you know, it started, it started, uh, to affect them. You know, it wasn't a lot of people just thought at the time, uh, even, even like, uh, during, during Boost VC when I was the, you know, kind of pitching the idea of floats to, uh, to VCs and angel investors in the Bay area. You know, I mentioned, hey, we're we're building a uh, platform that supports free speech, and we're, you know, we want to integrate cryptocurrency, just you know, basically facilitating communication and, and commerce, uh, peer-to-peer, and, and you know, promoting uh, privacy.
3: What was your what was what? The, th- the post that you put today, or your, the post that you're working on? Go ahead and give an impression of your first <laughs> pitch to the investors. Yeah, in Francisco.
2: yeah in the
3: accent
2: and all <laughs> in the accent yeah. um yeah so i mean my yeah my pitch in uh april 2019 you know i stood up there uh at the end uh of demo day at boost vc in front of uh, 200 plus vcs and, and angel investors and i said you know i said free speech is under attack and the the crowd is kind of this it, it was like a blank stare it was yeah. very it was They're so
3: all sh- from the <laughs> bay area Yeah. Right? and
2: so everyone just like everyone it was crazy like everyone just didn't see what was happening, and uh, every every like honestly like every investor that I spoke with was just like you know I just in their mind I'm guessing that they're just thinking that we're just building a platform for <clears throat> conspiracy theorists or, or Nazis, but in reality you know this it's just us. Uh, in reality,
3: it's a bunch of people from the survival podcast who
2: <laughs>
3: gardening and uh, love their chickens and uh, grow you know hydroponics in their garage. Yeah. Basically.
2: So, yeah. And, you know, I don't have any problem with uh, conspiracy theorists. Obviously, I, I probably consider myself one. Um A lot of those, you know, theories have been coming true, become uh, factual, uh you know, throughout the last couple of years, especially. But, um, but maybe, you know, I think
1: part of it was that, like, people didn't believe it because it didn't affect them. Yeah. The freedom of speech thing, like, like, well, all the stuff I'm interested in, I'm allowed to post and my friends post and I don't know anybody. And because they didn't care. Yeah. Right. And it's it's kind of the old thing with the Nazis. You know, first they came for this group, and I wasn't in it, so it didn't matter. And then they came for that group, and I was in it. When it and when they came for me, there was nobody left. I mean, that exactly. we're really seeing that in modern modern terms right now and digitally, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So you know, we saw this trend happening, and honestly, like just looking back, you know, I really started witnessing this during you know 2008 Ron Paul days, where uh, they would they would censor you know him on stage or. Uh, yeah. Or, or change, you know, the, the, the meaning of, of what he said, uh, right afterwards and try to make him out to be kind of a kook and try to, you know, censor him as much as possible. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this trend's been happening, you know, for a while and we didn't, you know, do, did we ever know that, you know, 2020 would, would go in, up in a fire like, like it, like it did as far as censorship's concerned? Um, no, but, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I called it, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just you know, it's uh, it's it's crazy out there right now, and especially even just you know using the internet to do research myself to be my own fact checker, which you know we encourage really the the community and and individuals to do on floats, uh, not to provide some centralized uh, BS fact check. I was actually just gonna post one on float that which I, is
3: AKA court proven opinion, like Facebook.
2: Yeah. The- right, <laughs> right. Um, and uh, and you know, I just started noticing like, wow. Google's becoming less of a, a, a you know useful research tool to you know investigate the things that I'm interested in. Um, YouTube, I'm, I'm not able to find you know I put in names of specific people or specific videos and they're not populating in the search results. Something is going on here. There's more and more manipulation that's happening on these big tech platforms, and it seems to be happening across the board. So, yeah, um,
1: I, I know the shadow banning has gotten really bad and it's, it's, there's things like you said, you can't even find it when you know you're looking for it. There's, I have people all the time say, I said a reminder notification on YouTube and I didn't get it. You know, yep. and it, it happens once, it's a thing. Technic, you guys know technology fails, but when something happens enough times, it becomes repeatable. It becomes a pattern of behavior. Right.
2: Like, yeah. And then the fact that, you know, uh, certain content creators would just get deplatformed across the board or, People that we know, you know, Dan Dix and Josh in in particular, you know, they, they spent, you know, five, almost 10 years building up their YouTube channels, getting, finally getting to 150,000 subscribers, 250,000 subscribers, uh, you know, starting to make an actual income that they can just focus and live off of and, you know, build their business from YouTube, which used to be such a, you know, a great platform, uh, for all of us. And, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, they mentioned the wrong word, uh, you know, this was even before Corona um or, or you know talk about the wrong wrong subjects and they get uh completely deplatformed de-demonetized they lose their livelihood it's like okay well what do we, you know I can now I can't pay the bills it's uh yeah it's it's, it's wild what's going on now um but you know i think i think if there's also um you know obviously an opportunity and that's what we saw with flow it's like hey it's a perfect it's a perfect combo uh we can we can stand up and uh and support the right thing and we can also, you know, we see it, obviously, as an opportunity, too, to, uh, to re, you know, help rebuild uh, online communication and in uh, and communities. Yeah. And, and we've
3: had we've had pretty decent luck building in real-life communities prior to Float. And yeah. so we were just like, you know what, we have the network. We have the experience of building, you know, on-the-ground communities. So let's, you know, let's throw our hat in the ring and see what comes of this and see if we can build a community online, but also stress the importance of building, you know, in real life relationships and doing what we can to connect people to people.
1: Yeah. I found it really interesting that when I set this stream up, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I, 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 I shouted at you guys yesterday on float that they, they actually flagged this video before it existed as being not suitable for most advertisers. Yeah. And I can only assume it's because free speech was in the in the title. I mean, like, so you're literally afraid of somebody talking about free speech, and and, you know, to me, like the advertiser thing on YouTube, if an advertiser doesn't want to be on my content, I totally, I'm totally okay with that, right? Like, that's, but there's a mechanism for that, and if you just made it more available to your advertisers, more, you know, like anybody you want to put on the list you don't want to advertise on, I would never complain about that. When you're blanket censoring me, and you know. Because I guarantee you there's some advertisers. I'd prefer not to be on, on my videos. It's, I find it funny when like Monsanto or somebody or advertises on one of my videos about seeds. It's just, it's it's delicious irony. Um, yeah. You know, and it is becoming worse and worse. And kind of on that note, you guys just had kind of one of those moments. And whenever I talk about y'all, I always get the skeptics that are like, yeah, everybody says they're free speech until it comes right down to it. Well, y'all just had one of those moments well, so the Google Play Store came at y'all and said, if you don't censor, you know, these users and they were pointing to like stuff, I guess they were making the case was pornographic. But, you know, when you let that snake in, it eats everything. Like if you agree yeah. to do yeah. anything, then it's like, <laughs> now you know, you got to do this and I got to do that. And y'all basically told them straight up, fuck off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, okay.
1: like, to me, that was like, OK, we're done talking about whether they're committed to this or not now. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. and I mean, the, the uh, user they pointed out was just like this, uh, you know,
2: this account that it, it, it seems like they would have had to, like, dig to find it and find the specific, you know, piece of evidence for them to present some sort of argument uh, to make their case. And, you know, just like we, we uh, spoke about on InfoWars, you know, it's like Twitter has pornography.
3: Reddit <laughs> has pornography. You can-, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it on TikTok. You can find it, you know you can go on Google Chrome and type in Pornhub and you have access to all the porn you want. So at the end of the day, why are we having this discussion? And also, you know, like, just like you said, honestly, they sent the email, Kingsley forwarded it to myself and Alex, and Kingsley was like, well, we knew this day was coming. Yeah. I guess we're done. And that was it. Like, that, there was no other internal discussion of whether or not we were just going to sit there and let them play whack-a-mole With us and you know, if they're going to send us that pornographic account and tell us to take it down, then they're just going to find something else in, you know, another week and then another two weeks and then another three weeks. And we're just not going to let a a company tell us how to run our company. That's not how we work. We don't want that kind of oversight.
2: You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I I had, you know, some clues. So what happened too, but before that, they, they contacted us from the Google play, gulag play store and they said, uh, you know, they said, Oh, can you, you need to create an account for us, uh, for us to, you know, I guess, you know, take a look.
1: Yes. So they couldn't, they couldn't create their own user account. They wanted you to give them one. So they just. Like onboarding's not important to to Google, right That's right. not important at all. Just you know do our job for us don't don't take the two seconds it takes to enter a username and a, an email address and a password and and go submit That's too much work for Google, but digging for hours and hours and days and days to find what has to be a very small minority I've been on float for over a year now. I've never seen anything approaching pornographic on float. I've seen more pornography on Meweek. Than I have on, on, on float and they have an app. I, I, yeah, it's all crap. It's all, I think what it was is like, so we don't really want to have this discussion right now. So we'll find something else, which means they had to actually take a person and task them with it. I don't think it was a general app review that they normally do. Like they, they're like, well, what do we do here? Like how do we, how do we handle this? Because it seems like,
3: Oh, sorry. Uh, if we said If that's the worst thing that they found on Slope, then I'd say we're doing pretty well.
1: <laughs> yeah, say. yeah. I mean, and and to me, like, I, my my idea is why don't we just build these platforms so nobody has to see anything they particularly don't want to, and then let's not ask, you know, mommy and daddy Google and big media to, to do our job for us. Crazy. I mean, yeah. I saw somebody lost their shit recently. It was a Twitter thing, but somebody posted a picture of Santa Claus on Twitter and Santa had a gun. And then like this lady lost her shit because she's, I just showed this to my kid and now he thinks Santa's going to kill him and he's crying and he won't stop. It's like, first of all, of all the things that never happened, that one never happened the most. Um, but if it did, how about you be a parent? And how about if you're worried about this, you don't like, so what'd you do? Call Billy, Billy, come look. Santa's going to come kill you now. And so you could, so you could shriek about this. Like, and that's what it seems like a lot of this comes from. People bitch and they don't want to see it. And I've seen it in, things that people wouldn't think. I've seen it like I have, a, uh, I guess, a niece-in-law, my nephew's wife, and she's she's a glam model. She's like, that's, that's her deal. She's not doing anything pornographic. She's not doing anything nude or whatever. But they've had all kinds of things like on TikTok and whatnot shut down, and they're like, there's nothing we post that goes over the line. But there's tons of things, but they let the people that shriek, control what they do and I think so I think it's a coordinated top-down attack but I also think it's like a reactionary thing like if somebody bitches about something instead of saying hey you know what we have block features you can block somebody you don't have to see them and you don't have to let them see you you can do whatever you want do your own job and it just seems like people are like shocked that it's gotten this bad I'm not because that's like The mainstream society we live in, I want somebody else to do what I won't do for myself or for my family. Like, that's rampant.
3: It's a complete, like, nanny nanny mentality. And so Kingsley also says a lot that, you know, big tech has, like, a top-down approach. And we're not after that model at all. You know, like, where big tech kind of extracts value from users and users kind of, you know – rely on big tech to take care of things for them. Like we want to build the tools to empower our users to kind of cater and create their own experience.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. Moderate your own. I mean, you know, all all these platforms, they existed for, for over a decade, some, some two decades, some more, and they've been able to operate, uh, you know, somewhat normal without that much censorship until, you know, really just, you know, pretty recently, just, just really the last few years, so, there, you know, this is, yeah, it's, just, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's, it's really crazy, you know, but it, 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 it makes
3: a merch idea, actually. Yeah.
2: It, uh, but you know, it makes sense. It makes sense with where the world is going. I mean, uh, technology is becoming, uh, uncensored or uh, censorship resistance, decentralized, uh, you know, blockchain, Bitcoin, all, all these cryptocurrencies, um, they're enabling people to, uh, you know, send and receive transactions, uh, unhindered, uh, you know, cross borders, uh, instantly. So to, you know, the, the, the people that, you know, whoever, the, the powers that be or whatever you want to call them, you can tell they're like kind of grasping at straws right now to try to, uh, retain the control that they had before with the mainstream media and, uh, in the internet and everything else. And, but, uh, you know, I think at, at this point, the cat's out of the bag yeah. and we, uh, we have the tools now to rebuild, you know, the internets, I mean, really, and to, you know, rebuild our social identity, our online identities, online communities, Uh, you know, uh, encryption is becoming more and more mainstream. And people are, you know, people are starting to wake up and, you know, with, with, especially with everything that's going on right now, um, that's, yeah, it's only, it's only benefiting us. I mean, I, you know, it used to to make me mad before we had floats when, when you'd see all this uh, censorship happening. Now I'm like, you know, keep uh, keep stepping on your users because you're, uh, you're just you're just pissing our, them off more and more. For us. Yeah, you're sending bigger you know uh, content creators our way with larger followings, uh, or at least that are like looking at uh, you know alternative tech like Float and, and others. And and uh, yeah, I think you know the the trends is on our side, and we you know we we have to we have to do something about this because this is it's unbelievable. With uh, with how they're trying to just hide information for uh, for our own health, uh, for things that are going around the world and manipulating uh, information and trying to present it, uh, you know, to us uh, as some some sort of like it seems like a parallel reality that they're that they're you know trying to uh, trying to force us into believing. Mm-hmm. And we're you know we're just we're we're you know we're we're in, in, uh, you know smart people. We can, we can kind of figure out what's real and what's not. We don't need uh, you know. Uh, people in, in these centralized uh, authority positions to uh, to dictate, uh, you know, how to live our lives. So just like you said, yeah, it's all about just you know moderating your own experience, curating your own experience, and that's that's how it should be.
1: Yeah, personal responsibility. And somebody was asking in the comment stream if there's a way to filter not safe for work, and I, as long as I guess the. Uh the, the person posting it marks it that way. There is in settings, uh, one of our uh, listeners here uh, pointed that out. You can use a little gear function and set your settings there. Yeah, take care of your own stuff, man. You know, and like, if you do see a booby, you're going to be okay. You know, just block that guy. It's going to be fine. You're not going to die. Like, you know, it's going to work out. Um, yeah, some welcome people to like the Internet. overreact to, like, oh, I ever, ever see it. Well, you're going to see some things you don't like in life. Like, We'll do the best we can for you, but in the end, like if you're on the internet, occasionally you're going to run across some things you don't like, and you're going to have to take responsibility for it. Moving on more to like what Float does, and, and, and talking more proactively instead of just complaining about uh, the the legacy media. Um, the most requested feature from my audience every time I ask has been groups, right, and and communities, right, and there's a reason for that. Um, and like number two is probably marketplace, and I know you're working on bringing both of those out. When I look at float today, if you said, what does this most look like that you're familiar with on a bigger platform? I would say Twitter. Like it looks like Twitter. It acts like Twitter in many ways. Some things it does, Twitter doesn't do. Some things Twitter does, it doesn't do, but it's, that's the closest approximation. When you look at Twitter, you know, you don't really have groups or, or, or a marketplace or anything. Like that's a Facebook style feature. So. As you move into that, how will the UI change for the user? Will they still be able to get this kind of like micro stream type microblogging platform and kind of swap between them? Or how's that gonna work? Um I guess the only thing close to features that's in that kind of model is like there is communities on things like Reddit, like Wall Street Vets. Like how how is yours gonna work?
2: Yeah. Um so yeah, we're we're trying to uh, so our, our original uh one of our founders, uh Kevin, who passed away recently. He uh, he he was a big Twitter fan. I've actually I've never been a big Twitter fan. I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure it I've was been.
3: a big point in contention actually yeah. building Float yeah. because Kevin yeah, me around. <laughs> Kingsley really was like I fucking hate Twitter, and so <laughs> it was just, it was always just kind of like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean honestly, it may look like Twitter, but we've always said in the beginning that like we're actually kind of going after a Facebook feature set.
2: Yeah, like um, so we you know there's I think that's where the the opportunity lies as as far as uh, UI UX and, and design is. Is trying to, uh, you know, we've had a lot of calls actually about this recently. Trying to find actually a good in between, uh, for the things that Twitter does right and the things that, uh, Facebook does right. So, um, with, with Float, uh, you know, in the future you'll be seeing, um, some advancements to our, our threading, which isn't, which is in uh, you know, The best threading out there. I don't think actually any platform really handles threading uh, perfectly, but I think we're close to coming up with at least a more um, a more perfect model than anything out there that we're really excited about. Um, And as far as like yeah, groups uh, specifically. um,
3: I want to point out that that is our next feature that we're working on. So once V one is out, groups is actually right up next to be you know worked out and and put on the site.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a lot of uh, brainstorming with how exactly groups is going to work. Um, we haven't uh, uh, we haven't chosen anything 100 percent yet, but we are, you know, we're, we're basically uh, bouncing a lot of uh, ideas uh, back and forth. Um, but I would say that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't I, I can't really answer that yet because I have some kind of maybe crazy ideas that that might work that I want to I want to <laughs> talk with the team. And um, and, it, it, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, so, you know, I guess, uh, uh, it's TBD.
3: Yeah. Our goal is to make it as user friendly as possible. Yeah. Um, I, you know, a lot of the group functionality on Facebook's not great. It used to be, um, but the pages and the groups, it just, yeah, it the much. functionality just really got messed up somewhere in the balance. And so, uh, you know, being on float, we just, we want to make the user experience as easy as possible. We want conversation to flow as easy as possible. Um, we want to make sure that it's easy to keep track of conversations, uh, so nothing really gets lost. And so yeah, I think I think you guys will like what we're what we're gonna come up with. And of course, you know, we'll come on the uh, the survival podcast and share some little tidbits of where we are on that.
1: No, so it's always an open invitation for you guys. I'll tell you that right now. Um, one of the things I saw recently, I think Kingsley put it out, was how the advertising platform is going to work, where it's actually going to reward. It's it's very brave, like you know. I think you're borrowing kind of the best feature sets from different uh, technical providers out there. Where if I'm sitting there and I'm consuming content all day long and I'm consuming the ad, then some of that advertising revenue can come to me. And I think the fact that you've created such a great uh, pathway with wallet integration is probably what's going to make that doable. So can you maybe talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Well, so yeah, you, uh, it's a, it's a little bit different. So with float, cause I, you know, we've done obviously a lot of research on, on different platforms. Our goal is to focus the rewards to actually the creators versus the consumers. So when you do, yeah, when you use brave or use, uh, or you use, uh, you know, uh, Odyssey or, or, you know, some of these other platforms, they do, they do reward consuming content. Um, you know, it is it is a zero sum game. So uh, there are things that we can do where we can do, you know, you know, promotional things and, and have it so that, you know, if you, you do this or do that or, or join, you know, we can give you tokens or, or some sort of uh, credits or whatever. But yeah. And at the end, like we really want to incentivize producers, creators, the people that are actually putting in the work, because, you know, like I said, like it's 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 either it's either, you know, we split it or it all goes to the person who's actually creating the content, we feel that that's the most important. And if we can incentivize those people, um, then that's probably the, the best, uh, I think the best thing to do and also the right strategy to do to, uh, to get them to come over and uh, have them promote to their communities to come over as well.
3: Right. And then leave it up to the producers of the content to then, you know, give away value and, you know, maybe ch- have the choice to share some of your tokens that you're earning or, you know, like really you guys are the ones bringing the audiences. So we want to go ahead and and incentivize you. And then we want you to incentivize your audience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, free market, you know, economics kind of, I guess it it would be a little bit of a trickle down Reagan esque but, uh, but you know, yeah, the more money that's in your pocket from, you know, ways that you can monetize on float, then you can maybe, you know, figure out your, your own types of, uh, rewards or uh, or things to, to, to do with, with your uh, your following.
3: Right. And that's not to say we won't be doing giveaways for the community, uh, you know, but just as far as advertising goes, that's kind of how it'll work.
1: Uh-oh, we lost you. Uh, what happened? In- it, it makes sense because it is what people tune in for, right? Like right, Is right. they tune in for the content, right? And I, I think one of the things that makes a platform most successful is when it's It's not just people posting, you know, Newsweek and InfoWars or nothing against InfoWars, but people constantly regurgitating the same content, Mm. like really doesn't help me very much, right? Like it doesn't really, um, give me information I wouldn't get anywhere that I went. Where when someone's posting like a video of how they made a knife, like I saw the other day, a guy made a knife with Damascus steel and he made the Damascus steel from fish hooks. Okay, and I'm probably not going to do that, but I was interested, right? Yeah, so that cool. was interesting. You did what, right? Yeah. I never even thought of that. Like, and and like, so I think that the more we can develop original content and, and sometimes even, um, you know, content that is exclusive to this platform, like I've been playing with my little, uh, you know, contemplations of a redneck hippie duck farmer, and I'm only putting that on float now just because it's. It's good to have something that draws people into that location. And and I'll tell you, part of what makes me feel so betrayed by uh, sites like Facebook is that way back when I started getting on those platforms, I wasn't even doing TSP yet. I was doing social media marketing for brands. Mm. And I put out a lot of content on how it was important for us not to look to a Facebook or a Twitter and say, well, if I just go there, how much do I get? But for us to bring people with us, to take our existing relationships and say, hey, you should come communicate with me on Facebook. Just like I would – like back in the 80s, I'd meet a girl in school and I wanted her to talk to me. I'd give her my phone number. And I live in such a small town. You could give her a, a phone number like 5980 and everybody knew the prefix and there was no area code. That's how little a town I was from. But you gave someone a way to communicate with you and then they used that method. And And I did a lot of like coaching with major brands saying like this is what you need to do you need to encourage your existing users to use this line of communications with you cuz let's be honest you're not going to answer every email you get that's just like i really like your you know your new case for your phones or whatever you're go- but if you do that in a public medium you're going to get a lot more interaction and then you get a lot more benefit than answering that one person the one person feels personally catered to but your group audience feels like they're communicated with and I know that I wasn't the only one doing that. I know there were, there were, you know, hundreds, thousands of people like me instructing brands to do this. And now they're, I feel like they're completely have betrayed that because it is the creators and the content producers that built these platforms. It doesn't mean Jack Spirico built Facebook. And I, I've, I've said this before. And, you know, some of the Facebook fan people are like, no, so you didn't do nothing. No, I didn't do anything. If you measure it at individual level. But when you take twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand people like me and those people instructing other people to do the same thing, that's what built those platforms. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't yeah. value that, is- that as a as a platform, then you're you're going to turn your back on the people that built it for you.
3: Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't they wouldn't have, you know, their platform if it wasn't for the people who were there first. And so, you know, I think that's something that we understand and, you know, we're excited to kind of incentivize our OG users and, or I wouldn't say incentivize, but um give back to our OG users and, you know, make them feel really valued. But I mean, we always want to keep that in the back of our minds, you know, like the people who are, have been on float since the beginning, like you guys are the reason why we can continue to, to build and get better. And so, you know, we're, we just want to build the platform for y'all, you know, it's, do we want to be able to survive? Yeah. Do we want to be able to, you know, say we've helped free speech, you know, preserve free speech online? Yeah. You know, but ultimately we want to build the platform that you guys want to use.
2: Yeah. And, and yeah. And a lot, you know, even especially with the free speech stuff, it's, I saw, uh, uh, actually it was a tweet. I've been on Twitter, uh, more recently. Actually, I think it's cause of you, Jack, cause <laughs> you've, been, you've been tagging me and that tagging. Hashtag. Yeah. But that, that's, cool. yeah. yeah. I, I, use, I still use Big Tech uh, you know, to, to promote Float.
3: Yeah, someone actually said that in the comments. I think it was S4S76. Okay. Yeah, he said, I, he, I use Facebook to promote Float to my normie Yeah, friends.
2: thank you. Um,
1: so uh, what was I saying? Uh, you've been
3: using Big Tech even on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Because of me, because I'm trying to get myself banned again, and they won't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been shadow banned on Twitter since I created an account. But um.
3: You you were probably about to say that like you've been on Twitter for ever and you only have X and you no, never I, I get engagement.
2: No, I was. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought.
1: Anyway. anyway, she's right. That's the thing, though. I I when I got on Twitter, I blew up to like twelve thousand followers in like a month, and I sit after ten years now at fifteen thousand. Mm. Like yeah,
3: you, yeah, like you that, know when
2: you're shadow banned, not. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing about Twitter is that my, I just, yeah, I just noticed that my, you know, my Facebook engagements a lot more and I would share a lot of the same, but you know, it really is also, you know, I, I remember testing like Twitter, actually trying to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, make this thing, uh, work. And, uh, and yeah, I just never did. So I'm pretty sure it's because probably the first thing I said on Twitter, I think I joined like 2009 was,
0: you know, yeah,
2: in the Fed or (laughs) vote for Ron Paul or, you know, something like
0: that. (laughs)
1: It is what it is. So, you want to talk a little bit about your new NFT sale and how that's coming up and what that's going to be all about. And uh, my yeah, sure. understanding, but I haven't—I've seen a lot of info on it, but, and I've seen that there's like a token reward as well. But I haven't seen how the tokens correlate okay. to the. And, and I'm talking about the float kit, the float tokens correlate to the NFT. Am I missing something there? Or? Uh, no, no, no. So yeah, so we're we're doing
2: a uh, plank owner uh, NFT sale. Uh, basically, if you look at the benefits, you can check out FloatNFT.com and you can see that uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of you're basically buying. You're like uh, pre buying a bunch of uh, things that are are on the platform or will be on the platform at, at a discount. Um, so it's a really it has a really good value to it. And um, and also, it, yeah, it has it includes uh, token airdrop uh for for a certain amount of tokens for uh each dollar amount that's spent on the NFT. So we thought that this was a uh, creative way to uh especially two guys, you know two crypto guys on our team are, are really into uh NFTs. Uh, we thought that this was a creative way to help uh, further distribute the tokens once before we launch it onto a uh a decentralized exchange and also uh provide something something unique as like kind of like a, a badge of you know supporting floats as a NFT uh plank owner on the sites and um, and yeah, you know, just kind of our, our step into uh, you know, what we're, what we're continuing to build, which really is, you know, I, I, I say this to myself all the time, but it's, we're really, you know, you can, you look at Facebook. I mean, that's a lot of the feature sets that, that we're going after and, uh, and you know, it's really like a, a, a super app. And, um, and so, you know, I like to consider what we're building kind of with web three and decentralized technology and privacy as kind of like a, a super DAP. Uh, for ah. those of you who don't know, adapt is a decentralized application. So the farther we move along in our roadmap, uh, the more we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to that vision. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we want to do on the, on there's, we're, we're probably going to do some kind of other NFT like artist stuff. There's a lot of hype, you know, I believe me. It's, mm. uh, it's funny with crypto because I spend a lot of my time like way more than I want to. Uh, trying to always figure out like what's hype and what's not. I don't. I don't like to buy into the hype. I don't like. We're not thinking short term. We're thinking you know long term, five, ten years out. What what really you know what value can uh, th- these new technologies provide to our our user base? Right. And um, and so yeah, this was just kind of you know one unique like I said one unique way just to kind of have that like support NFT badge. Have a bunch of baked-in benefits and and uh, and offers a way for us to uh, distribute our, our token before before we do a public launch.
1: Very cool, guys. Um, when is that gonna go on sale? When I had Alex and Alexander on last week, they said it would be this year. This year's waning. Um, is that gonna we're ha- we gonna have the? Because I I don't want to miss out and yeah. like it'd be good to know the day that it's gonna happen. Like, yeah, both, yeah. are you all yeah, sure on that
2: yet? Yeah, we're, we're planning on, uh, actually New Year's Eve, uh, starting it. Okay. And we're guessing that, you know, we're hoping that it will, uh, we'll be able to sell out, you know, pretty quick, but we're guessing that it could take anywhere from one to one to four weeks. But, um, but yeah, we also, we have some, actually we have an announcement, uh, today that we're going to make. So we, we have a partnership that we're going to be announcing with, uh, unstoppable domains. They're giving away a free, uh, domain with every NFT sale. I'm talking with some other potential, Partners that are interested in uh, in kind of helping us with the the NFT sale and also promoting what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and for those of you that don't know, on Domains they offer a, uh, a unique domain that you can have. So you can have like Jack Spierko, uh, uh, dot Crypto, for instance, instead of having some long crazy address that uh, that we're all too familiar with in the in the crypto world. Yeah. It just makes it a lot more you know accessible and easy for people to use.
3: I also saw a comment. I just want to um comment on it. So Rick DeWeese says like the idea of the NFTs, but found the shipmate level a bit under underwhelming. I think you'd be surprised how many would be willing to throw in a couple of hundred to support you guys. So I want to point out that the tiers of the NFT. So if you, I know the shipmate shipmate is the hundred dollar tier, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you could actually grab more than one shipmate. So if, for instance, if you want to throw in like $500 into an NFT, but there's no $500 tier, or, you know, 300, whatever, you can just grab three shipmate NFTs. And that way you can get more than one, but you don't have to quite get to the higher levels. So that's, uh, that's something that a lot of people, I think, misunderstood from yeah. the way we've put it out there.
2: Yeah, it's great, great feedback. And yeah, give us, give us all the feedback, uh, you guys can, because we really appreciate it. We, we take it very seriously. And we, you know, we just want to, again, provide value to you guys. Um and and also, you know, if you were to let's say buy three shipmates or or mix and match or whatever to create whatever uh, dollar amount you want, um you can also you can you can send those out. So those so whoever you send that out, yay, hey, you know, as I guess uh, a post uh, Christmas gift or whatever, or New Year's gift. Um they can have your
3: loved ones a float energy.
2: <laughs> they can share in the uh, in the benefits and if it uh and you know, token and, and all that.
1: Yeah, you know, my feedback is let's, let's get, let's bring back the 1970s long sales coffee. And when y'all put out these little things about your NFTs and since you put out information on a prior announcement, it's not included in the next announcement. Stop doing that. Yeah. Like it should stay a shipmate is this X amount of to like everything that comes in there. Right, and just and then when you add, like you release new information, take the old one and add to it. Because like I was, I was going back and forth with, I think it was Alex on. Uh, on this, uh, uh, telegram and saying, well, yeah. well, we, well we already put that out. Like, I don't remember. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. I think, um,
2: yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And one of the issues with, uh, why, you know, why we're experiencing that right now is probably because I, uh, I can't, you know, I, I have a lot of crazy ideas that I just come up with in the middle of the night. And, um, and I, I kind of came up with this idea. Uh, you know really recently, so there there 's a lot of uh, thought that it has you know that that 's going into it, but we just want to make sure before things go public that you know obviously everything 's uh, finalized and makes sense sure up.
1: sure because now you've committed right like yeah that's i 'm sure there's people going you said we 'd have communities in two thousand twenty one and now we like you know and there 's the reality of like we want to do a thing and then there 's the reality of developing it, and then there 's the reality like I think what 's worse than to release a solution three months later than you planned. Is to release a solution earlier on time that doesn't work well.
3: Right. Because then you
1: get this. we're going to put something
3: out that is not perfect, you know, like if we're going to put something out, we need to know and we need to thoroughly have the time to test that something is going to work properly, you know?
2: And then, yeah, and that's, that's been, uh, you know, I, well, I take all the blame. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, and I think I've been pretty public about this, like we have, uh, we have experienced, I mean, obstacles. Obstacle
3: yeah, like over like obstacle.
2: Float has presented a lot of uh, you know a lot of headaches. yeah a lot of headaches um, that we're just you know every day we're just plowing through them uh, running through those brick walls. But uh, you know we've 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 experienced uh, issues with funding, like I mentioned before. You know uh, all these all these uh, you know VCs and angels that I even got into projects where they made lots of money. Um, you know I would talk to them about Float, and it was just blank stare. You know basically wouldn't give me the time of day. Um, so we've had, you know, we've had issues with, with fundraising. We, I, we announced that a $2.5 million deal earlier this year. And unfortunately we only received, you know, we only received a small percentage of that because the deal fell through because of uh, their end. Um, we've fixed, we've gone through now, what is this our third like dev team?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so man, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the, quite the battle. Uh, but, um, but hey you know we're committed to the cause and you know it's a struggle and we we really appreciate you guys uh sticking with us right and I, you know i guess initially like I, i'm kind of uh you know i apologize for maybe maybe coming out publicly about you know some dates that we that we thought that we could uh we could uh, uh conquer or you know release by um but we you know just just rest assured like right now the float especially the dev team like Is, is killer, is phenomenal.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, right now, you know, we're maintaining boats, which is the current beta platform, uh, developing, uh, catamaran, which is the, will be the version. Yeah. V1. And, uh, and yeah, just our, our dev teams never been more in sync. We have, uh, Chuck Williams, our CXO that just brought, uh, so much, uh, great, you know, process, uh, to our environment. So we're just having a lot more success, uh, just as an organization overall. So right now we're you know before we were just kind of yeah you know patch, patch, I wouldn't patch,
3: say patch. winging it. <laughs>
2: we're, well we were we were you know patching you know as as things came we had to, had to deal with them.
3: Yeah. And
2: um, you know I, I guarantee a lot of people they they would have quit uh, by now for sure. Um, but we you know we just we 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 love float. we love what what float stands for. We have um, the
3: best community and yeah. so honestly. Finding the right team, finding the right development team, finding the right backers, um, it, everything is sort of kind of falling into place. You know, we're, we launched February, no, sorry, when did we launch? July so, 2019.
2: Yeah, yeah, July, yeah, late July of 2019.
3: And so now, you know, we're, we're sorting out all these issues and V1 is well on its way and we'll give an update on that here momentarily, you know, and so, you know, we're just really grateful that most of our community sees us as normal human beings. They don't look at us and they're not like, oh, these features aren't on time or, oh, this was supposed to be out already. Like, I don't think they, they see us and they're, they think of us like the next Facebook. They see us as two people, you know, running a company trying that doesn't have millions of dollars, that doesn't have, you know, we have three people on our dev team right now. You know, it's.
2: Well, for, yeah, for Catamaran's.
3: Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, ultimately we're just, we're just a couple of people trying, you know, and so uh, it'll get better as more money flows in.
2: Yeah. More, yeah. More money. And, um, and yeah, just like I said, like the, our, our team right now is this killer. So we have, uh, you know, we have to maintain the current platform and build the new one. And, and, you know, timelines, timelines, uh, next year, especially will be much more, uh, on target. And I think once
1: you get, once you get catamaran in place, then you have the new platform and you're only building on the new platform. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cause building, building something twice is, has been, you know, very time consuming. Yeah. Building it in boat and then building it in catamaran.
2: Yeah. And, and initially too, um, you know, it's unfortunate that the, the, the founding dev team, uh, you know, they, yeah, they just, they just didn't, uh, they thought that they were using the right technology to make float as scalable as it should be. And we just kept getting, uh, hangups, you know, when, when James Corbett joined or, or Sam Tripoli. So, but now, now for sure, like we, we have, we have the right, uh, we're using the right tech and we have the right guys, uh, integrating.
3: It. Yeah. And not only that, we're no longer just like clinging to month to month, but we're planning from months out, you know, and we're preparing. I mean, hell, if Google had kicked us off their play store without us taking the time to research and build the APK, if we didn't have an APK right now, we'd be screwed. You know, it's because we took the time to plan efficiently, to build, and to execute. And honestly, that's all because of Chuck Williams, that we even have a backup plan to this Google issue. So that's it's beautiful kind of watching the progression. Um, I don't want any comments to get lost. Sorry, I take charge of things like this. But um, our token is actually called um, just Float Token, and then the smallest unit is called a Flatoshi. Similar to a Satoshi for Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, um, is something that the the, uh, the the Gremlin user base came up with in, in, in uh Telegram. It's not necessarily a thing, but we decided yeah. if it's a flatoshi, it's a floken. But that's a <laughs> that's a slang term. That's not an official ticker symbol going in an exchange or anything.
3: Right. Yeah. And then you? for David Pritchard, do you guys direct hire or bring in contractor teams? We direct hire from now on. I it's I will never hire another contractor team ever.
2: Yeah. One of the things that we learned. Yeah. Cool. So I think sometimes
1: we get so caught up in things that are coming, we lose track of things we have. And like, so my understanding is that messaging on float is encrypted. Is that true? Yes.
2: Yeah, it is encrypted. And, you know, a big part of what we're doing too is, is, uh, is uh, focus on interoperability and being able to, you know, uh, uh, some examples of that right now, are the ability to download your Facebook data and upload it to your float account, which I think is really unique. We can do the same thing with actually Twitter, which I'd like to do next year. We can do the same thing with YouTube. Um, so just making it really easy for people to jump ship to float from existing platforms and bring all that, uh, all their, their, you know, posts, pictures, images, videos, uh, with them. Um, and then we also want to be able to, uh, you know, we have a cross, uh, platform, uh, posts with Twitter right now. So just making easy ways for you to connect uh, from floats to other platforms. So we're looking to add uh, even other big tech platforms um, just to just to, you know, have some sort of uh, way for, for you to connect with your with your prior, you know, your your uh, your prior communities and, and help them bring them to float. Um, but we want to do that with other, you know, other, uh, you know, all tech or small tech or whatever you want to call it, a new tech platforms. Um, we're looking to become a, a library app which would be really great so that's all, all contents on Library actually would be visible and, and uh, you'd be able to engage with it uh, directly on Float, which would be phenomenal. Be great.
1: That. Yeah. that would be great because yeah. I upload my content to, to ScrewTube. It ports over to Odyssey if it also was then connected to, to Float. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, the integration, so- I think, is really important because especially – so I think users are a lot more likely, like consumer users, are more, more likely to have a, a platform or two that they stick to, that they have loyalty to, that they, you know, they find where they consume their content. Creators, posters, people that are actually out creating content, when they're building brands, we tend to go where the eyeballs are. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was actually, it was a painful decision for me to basically tell Facebook, go screw, because I got so much engagement there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're we're streaming there right now, but I don't have to go there. I, I found out I could just click a button on StreamYard and throw my content up there. And if they ban me, who gives a shit now? But like right. that hurt like a year and a half ago. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. It, it cost me cost me significant income. And I was willing to do it. But a lot of people aren't. And I think that. It, when you're a brand, you want to be able to simplify what you're doing as much as possible. So the integration, I think, is really important. On the Twitter integration, what I wasn't clear, and I just turned that on today, and I don't know how long it takes from the time a post is on one to show up on the other or what have you. But what way does it go? Does it make my Twitter posts come to float, or does it take my float posts over to Twitter? It yeah. takes
3: your float post over to Twitter. Yeah. However, uh, I do want to point out that uh, images will not carry over and tags will not carry over. Okay, And that's All a right. limitation yeah. that Twitter puts on.
1: Yeah, yeah and it makes well, sense too because yeah. if I tag you on Float, you right. may not have the same tag on. Twitter, yeah. The right? tag I, yeah, actually
3: yeah. won't even show up. So.
1: Ah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's just weird. some
3: yeah. weird limitation but, that Twitter yeah. put on there. But
2: it shows it shows like a, you know a small snippet
1: of your post and then it links back to your
2: your
3: post. Go so.
1: so back to the permalink on Float. Right. Yeah. Right. oh smart, smart. I like that. Okay, cool. Now that I know that, I can spend less time messing with. Twitter trying to get banned and see if I can do it through you guys. That's cool.
3: Yeah, Uh, Mike, package float for Start9 Embassy. Yeah, we're actually in talks uh, with Start9. A bunch of our developers and uh, actually Chuck, our CXO, and Alex, our COO, both have uh, Start9 Embassy boxes and they've already started those discussions.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Start9 is coming on board in 2022 as a sponsor of our show and we have a discount set up with them for people out there watching and um, if you go to to the survival podcast and search for start nine, like it's one word with number nine at the end of it, you can find the interview we did if you want to know more about that. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about is and, and by by the way, thank you for it, because it worked out economically for me. I had no idea what a polygon was, and when I asked Kingsley the first time we had him on the show, like why go eRC twenty with float tokens instead of something like an algo or a cosmos that's so much cheaper. Uh, to, to roll out on, on fees. He mentioned that you guys would be using Polygon in your back end as like a, like a, a layered solution for ETH tokens until okay. ETH gets their shit together with, with proof of stake if they ever do. Um, is that still what y'all are doing? Are you, cause are you still using that or planning on using that with your, your float tokens?
2: Yeah. You know, when you, when, uh, when having to choose what crypto to use, and, you know, there's, you know, thousands of, uh, offerings out there and different, uh, you know, tokens and coins and, and, and blockchains. Um, so, you know, you really have to see, uh, where, where the market's at right now and where, where the communities are and, and what's, what's the best tech for, for users. Uh, initially, you know, we, we launched with, uh, with just Bitcoin, um, because, you know, Bitcoin, you know, being number one, and we thought that would be kind of the most easiest for us to, uh, to bring on uh an audience and you know we I, I used to be uh a, the a, a Bitcoin maximalist back in the day. Uh but uh, but you know Bitcoin has its limitations. I mean especially after the happening um in what was that? Yeah, last year. Uh you know we see Bitcoin obviously getting congested and prices going up and or for transaction fees and and, and uh and you know the, the speed of, the, of of sending a transaction uh, it's not really acting like a great, you know, internet currency or digital currency. So, um, and you know, we saw this now with with Ethereum this year. So Polygon is a second layer solution for for those who don't know, don't know that sits on top of uh, Ethereum, and it basically offers you know pretty much free, uh, you know, typically less than a penny as far as transactions are concerned, and uh, and you know very very fast, you know, almost instant. Um, so we figured, and also they have a growing, a very, you know, large and, and growing ecosystem. So as far as us being able to, uh, you know, plug into, to different other technologies or other platforms, it provides right now the, the best solution. May that change, you know, crypto, crypto, uh, changes on a dime. yeah, industries like, you know, changes, it could, it could be different, you know, next year or whatever, but, uh, and we can always do like a token swap or something like that. Um, but we're always, you know, we always want to, we, we want, we want to use crypto as, as a money. Um we want to He's so
3: excited they can't get it out. Yes, yeah, you
2: know, I, I think I that's just that's just the thing with me. Like, you know, I've been using crypto as money uh since you know I bought my first Bitcoin in 2013. And I think, you know, we we need to start, you know, taking it more seriously because uh to me that's why I got in you know, why I got into crypto. Once I first once it actually it's actually, actually it. In my head that hey, this is this is the way to uh To actually end the Fed in in a a peaceful way. I don't don't think they'll make it peaceful. I think eventually, you know, the the war on crypto will get worse and worse. So we'll have to deal with that. But, um, but I, you know, I think us, us using crypto as money is just so important. I mean, I think it's as, as kind of, you know, stupid and small as it sounds, it's like, oh, okay, sending crypto versus fiat or, you know, not using my bank account. I just, I feel that that's the, the fastest way to a more peaceful and prosperous, uh, uh, world, um, you know.
1: Yeah, so I think I, what, what we're we seeing happen in the crypto space and who knows which of the alts is going to, you know, fill the void best uh, with all the stuff like DeFi and NFTs and all. Um, but Bitcoin forming its own lane and you know, use the word money there with currency interchangeably. And that's become one of my little things I always pick on people for. Like I see Bitcoin is becoming money and everything else is currency. Right. And yeah. and, and the problem is people don't want to spend money. That's the biggest problem. You, cause lightning can solve the transaction speed and the fees and with a layered solution. So basically lightning is to Bitcoin as polygon is to Ethereum, sort of. Um, yeah. so we can yeah. make Bitcoin fast and we can make Bitcoin cheap. People still don't want to spend it. They don't want to let go of it. Like it's becoming that stockpile of wealth that you hold long term and currencies, you know, what you carry around in your pocket. That you go to the bar with. When I go to the bar, I don't go down to the bank and go, Hey, I'd like my life savings, please. I'm going to the bar this weekend. That would be a bad idea. So I think people put their, their, their wealth in buckets and there's like the long term bucket. We think of it as a retirement bucket or like even like the bequeath bucket, the bucket that goes to my grandkids someday. Right. And then we've got like the midterm. I'll probably spend this at some point, but I'm not spending it, you know, today. Or okay. this, like this, is our 90-day emergency fund and prepping, and then there's spending money, and that's the money I'm going to spend either today on a hot dog, or I'm going to spend it this this month on my electric bill, and it gets segmented that way. And I think without anybody formally saying it, that's what's happening in crypto. People are kind of like taking that ETH, the actual like native ETH and Bitcoin, and it's going in this bucket that's like. I don't want to spend it. I'm always shocked when people pay me in Bitcoin anymore. I'm happy about it. And I feel like a prick because I never pay anybody in Bitcoin. I'm like, I'll pay you in, you know, ARC or ALGO or something, right? Um or Litecoin or something like that. But basically, once I I'm like um the Ferengi on Star Trek, right? Like once you get their latinum, never ever get it back. Once I get Bitcoin, it's like it's like I'm like Golem, my precious, and it goes away and it never comes out. Yeah. But when I get on a network like Odyssey and they introduced LBC coin, People throw that around like they make it rain, man they you know they spend it freely, it's cheap, it's fast, and I don't think it's in people's heads like I'm saving this for my great grandchildren I'm going to have a a, a smart contract enabled will that's gonna parse it out like a Rockefeller after I'm dead, and I think people yeah. are moving there mentally with bitcoin
2: um yeah i i I disagree um I think that here we go. <laughs> um. But, you know, open, open to, uh, to debate. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I think Bitcoin obviously benefits because it has the brand recognition. It was, you know, first player, first, uh, first, uh, moving advantage or, uh, whatever, you know, advantage of being the first one out there, um, competitive advantage. And, um, and we're, we're, you know, we're starting to see a shift. I, I think that the more and more people do use, uh, crypto, which actually, you know, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of, a lot of people now have, have picked up on, uh, stable coins, which I used to be against. But now I'm like, hey, you know, stable coins is better than actually dealing with fiat as long as you, you know, believe that tether and USDC and everything is backed. Um but at least we're not dealing with with uh, the banks and, and all this other stuff. It's
3: primarily how we pay our payroll.
2: Yeah. Um but uh, but as far as Bitcoin, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I see I see uh you know money, uh currency uh is is a is a technology. You know, it, it's used to uh to transact, it's used to find that price uh, for, for, you know, trade. And, uh, and so I believe that's, you know, eventually I, I think, you know, it's, it's, kind of interesting to just kind of think forward and, and like, what is the world going to be like? Is Aaron going to have her own token? Is Kingsley, you know, is everyone going to have their own, own token? token? But, uh, and I, and I think, you know, I think, yeah, I think there, there are, there's a lot of, uh, uh you know, examples, you know, even in, in, uh, in history, of uh, where we, we see these different types of private monies, uh, you know, spring up. But since it is a technology and uh, currency is used to typically transact, I think it really bases on uh, speed, uh, price of the transaction, and also the, the the tokenomics of how you know the the obviously the inflation rate and everything else. And we're seeing this in fiat currencies right now, and that's that's having its detrimental effect on society. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll you know we'll see. But I definitely agree, like with your sentiment right now, as far as how people's mentalities are. But yeah, I, I I think that's gonna shift in the future.
1: The inability to possibly comply with the tax code as written and the way it views it is also another thing. Like if I if I literally did all my business in Bitcoin and I spent Bitcoin for all my expenses, the tax nightmare if I wanted to comply is unbelievable. Because what well, came in here, it went out there. What's the spread? What's the you know? Uh, like I'm sure there'll be accounting programs eventually that will manage all that for you and spit out a number. God going through that audit. Like, I mean, you and I are people like we're, we're OGs when it comes to crypto. We were using crypto when crypto wasn't cool yet. Right. But as it gets more and more adopted by mainstream, you're not talking about anarcho capitalism here, right? You're talking about fully compliant businesses, corporations, investment models, right? Chartered investment groups. And, I think you do move into like how fast Bitcoin is. If, if, if I'm comparing it to gold, it doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't matter. Right? Like, because if I need to move a billion dollars worth of gold from France to Germany or from France to New York, and I look at what that costs and how long that takes and how many guys with guns I need to like surround the airplane that I do that with. And I compare that to Bitcoin that's borderless. It's irrelevant. When I start talking smart contracts, rapid transactions and all, then all these other currencies kind of come in and fill their niches. Now the other side of it is we don't need nine thousand, twelve thousand, whatever number of them there are. Like I don't think there'll be Aaron Coin, Jack Coin, and Kingsley Coin. Like I don't, I don't think that makes sense. I'm a
3: you wait, Aaron Coin's going to have a ton of utility.
1: It might, right? Like what y'all are doing makes sense because it's native to your community, right? And that right. makes it where it's seamlessly integrated and it's designed to serve the float user base, right? But right. the advertiser, the content creator, the consumer, like that makes sense. And since you've developed it and you're developing something new for the platform, the fact that two people are in the same room, you can go fix this shit. That's really valuable too. But you know, how many, how many Bitcoin forks do we need or whatever? I, I by the way, I classify myself as a maximalist light, like which isn't a thing. I had to make the term up because like super, most superior thing long-term Bitcoin. Does it do everything? No. So we need some other things. So then all the maximalists hate you. Right. And then then all the people that think SHIB is going to moon and be worth ten dollars a coin someday and they're going to be a quadrillionaire, like they hate you too. But like that's usually when you're being sane. When when both sides hate you equally, you've kind of found a place in the middle that makes sense, I guess.
2: Yeah, I would uh I would recommend also maybe uh using the term shitcoin minimalist. That's shitcoin we, minimalist. We from, uh, all right, involved.
1: yeah my <laughs> friend, our friend uh, started using that term Shitcoin. i like that term yeah um i want to ask you about a few other things um you guys have somebody on float uh radio eighty four twenty four, that i don't think i really got what was going on but somehow it's set up where people can use some sort of technology to listen to float on the radio in their cars can you explain what that's about or do you all even know or uh, yeah, no, I, I think,
2: uh, that, yeah, that's, uh, Mark, who's, uh, been just a long-term supporter, great guy, uh, came to Floatfest, you can, you can meet him yourself if you, uh, come to Floatfest next year, which you should. I will um, be. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, yeah, he, Mark, Mark is always, like, trying to figure out, you know, what we have now and, and how he can add something without, you know, even having us develop anything or, or figure out these different things, so, He's uh he's been really instrumental in, in helping people you know onboard as far as streams. yeah, set up streams and all this. Uh, as far as far as the radio is concerned, I believe uh, I just spoke with Mark actually uh uh last week and uh and I believe that's just that's just the uh, uh Bluetooth connected to your to your radio with a with a float stream.
1: But it does oh, all yeah yeah. All
2: right.
1: yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I, I just really didn't get it. I was wondering like, if there's something cool that I don't know about, we should talk about it. Uh you yeah, mentioned Longfest. Um yeah, I'd love to, to- uh, I would love to have some sort of you know float
2: pirate radio. Yeah. Eventually. And yeah. I think honestly
3: that's what he's trying to create. He's just trying to create like a twenty four seven so he runs a twenty four seven stream channel. I know Rob Gibson channel has a twenty four seven stream channel. Float he used to have a twenty four seven stream channel before we made Alex move to Texas with us. Oh
1: yeah, we gotta get that back Uh on. and Can so you know how yeah. that works? Like are- are people just recycling their content like reruns or like, cause when I, one of the things I get is when I, like, I, 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 right now we're on float or we're, we're, we're casting on a float. Uh, we're live streaming on a float stream. And then when I'm done, it just goes, this stream's not available and that video isn't there, right? It's, it's on YouTube. It's in my backside of stream yard or whatever. But is and there that- a way that I could rebroadcast my content?
2: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we actually, we, we have a way, like, we, we archive the videos right now. They're just not available for, for every user yet. Um, so that, that will be, uh, a, a, a feature. Um, but yeah, as, as far as like, you know, we, we really like the idea of this, uh, this like kind of 24-7 broadcasting and you being able to create your own channel or maybe, you know, maybe Jack, maybe you have, uh, you allow your, you know, your community to take some bits of, of, your videos and put it into their own channel that will, you know, promote and broadcast your message out. Um, you know, I have this kind of idea of, uh, of some sort of calendar like setup where you can easily drag and drop videos, audios, uh, put ads in specific places just based on a, a calendar, uh, view and be able to easily just, you know, hey, let's, let's, you know, we have, let's recreate media. Um, cause that's, that's one thing that I miss. Uh, with, with the current, uh, platforms like, like YouTube and others is that when you're, when you think about, you know, some, if you just want to watch a video or, or listen to something, you have, to, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you have to think about like, who do I want to, what kind of content do I want to listen to? Who do I want to listen to? What specific video I want to listen to? And so there's a lot of thought processes into that. And one thing that I do miss from traditional TV, which is not many things, obviously, but, um, is just the ability to turn on Uh, you know, comedy central or this or that. And maybe,
1: right. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Maybe you're not going to like exactly what's on there at the time, but Hey, obviously since everything's digital, you can probably fast forward, rewind. And, and sometimes you just want to like, just put something on. You don't want to have to like, think about all these, you know, all these things that you have to, uh, uh, what you want to watch and you want to watch it from. So, um, and, yeah, I think that's kind of, like, where the future is going as far as uh, digital media is uh, concerned.
3: Yeah. So. And I think that Studio A424's main priority is, you know, shifting that conversation to very, like, futuristic tech and, like, what we can, what, 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 what I know, Kingsley. Anyway, float casting, <laughs> you know, like, what float casting can be. And, and so, yeah. like, I, I really appreciate Mark's dedication to, you know, just kind of helping us push Forward and um, you know get people streaming twenty four seven and helping people set up streams without you know streaming software you know like he helps people figure out how to stream using Raspberry Pis and uh, directly just through Float uh, for nothing you know the streaming software can get very expensive so um, yeah that's kind of that story
2: yeah yeah he had he had the idea uh, I, I think both of us had the idea like initially for some sort of twenty four seven stream of all all these you know content creators that are getting censored or de-platformed and have a 24-7, you know, informational channel or, or whatever they're, whatever they're going on mm-hmm. and just, you know, take each day when they do a video and put it up. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I, I like, I like that. I like, and it's crazy. It's kind of cool. You know, we, we don't have that many streamers on Float yet, but we do have quite a few 24-7 channels. Right. Even ones that are just like tracking crypto prices. Yeah. And so
3: if you have any questions, reach out to studio8424 on Float.
1: Cool. So, um, one of the things, and we're going to kind of move into a whole bunch of things people say they want now. So this is where you guys are like, we're doing it as fast as we can. But, um, you know, some of this may be things that you hadn't thought of yet and it, and it's easy to do. And some of it may be things that are already there and people just aren't aware that there's a way to do it. Um, like that. Right. So I got to say it, even though we're not going to talk about, it cause we already did, but the number one most requested thing is groups. So just hit y'all at that again. Um, one of the things I would like, and I've had quite a few people say the same, is I'd like to be able to follow hashtags, yep, which yeah, seems cool. really simple now, I know you change one line, all the lines get altered, but to me, that would be like you know I follow the hashtag Bitcoin on Twitter because it's about the only thing I'm there for anymore, and then irritating people and seeing if they'll throw me off like is that something y'all are going to add? I yeah, think absolutely. that's
3: actually in in version one. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that'll be live in Catamaran. I think that's a that's a design that Alexander created, like back in May.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I really I, I I like that feature too. Um. So and then use it on uh, other platforms. So yeah, definitely. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's because it, you know, like I'm into weird stuff, like nano aquariums and stuff like that. So like I use that feature on Instagram to follow yeah. stuff like that because I don't want to follow every single person. Right. That, 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 that does that. I just want to like see the stuff that they do. That's about that. And it's, to me, it's not even a, like somebody said was probably like a stop gap gap to groups when we were talking about it. I said, I don't think so because I want to follow a group for the things the group talks about, but I might oh, yeah. want to follow something in the broader audience, you know? And I think that would also encourage people to use tagging. Like, because yeah. I find a lot of times I don't tag my posts and, by the way, thanks for adding editing because that is so freaking awesome. I because then you're like, oh shit, I should have tagged that or whatever, you know?
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. I, I agree,
2: and I love that uh, love that feature. So it's it's definitely uh, on the cool. App. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I guess we'll have to confirm if it's uh, on V1. I'm
3: pretty sure it's yeah. it's on the new discovery page. Yeah.
1: Uh, people have asked about being able to communicate with emojis and gifs. We've built entire games on like uh, on Discord using gifs. Like we built one called. Uh, Uh, gifts against huge manatees, like coming off of cards against humanity, and we actually play for our cryptocurrency and stuff on there. Uh, so there are some pretty creative things that can be done with that. They're not just for kids to mess around, and sometimes it's fun to answer somebody with a gif. Uh, y'all have any plans to do anything like that? I mean, I know the emojis work because I can drag them over from somewhere else, but there's no way to insert them or anything.
3: Yeah, we don't have an emoji keyboard or a gif keyboard.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's something, yeah, it's definitely something that we're
2: considering. Um, I'd like to make float where it's not, uh, you know, too like crazy and animated, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, just kind of keep with, you know, simple and uh, fluid. But uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely something that we've been discussing. Uh, no, uh, you know, no official statement yet. But if uh, you
1: do GIFs, you can't use Giphycat. Cat. It sucks. You got <laughs> a better yeah, source yeah. than that. That's, well, That's I, a me we uses. That's awful.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and
1: I've noticed too, like a lot of, a
2: lot of, uh, of these, uh, these gift platforms are censoring as well.
1: Yeah. So,
2: uh, well, what I think would be cool is to have it where users can, uh, they, yeah, they can basically like, uh, you know, uh, uh, upload their, their own gifts or what, you know, once from the internet and maybe, you know, attach it to a hashtag so that when you click on, ah. on the float gift button, it can populate and it can be based on the community. Cool.
1: Cool. That would be cool. Like build your own library that way. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Library.
1: You mentioned something about the comment threads and I actually have something in there. So I, I didn't dig into it when you mentioned it, but like some way to like unnest or to, to show comments more cleanly because what will happen is, you know, I don't get a ton of engagement, but I'll get some engagement and then I'll get one thing that starts to create this kind of response and every single response has to be opened up anew. Like if there was some way to like branch that out, is that what you meant when you were talking about that earlier? Yeah, yeah.
2: So we're, yeah, we're going to be fixing, uh, threading. And like I said, it's going to be, we're, we're really looking at Facebook and Twitter and trying to find uh, the, you know, the best solution. Um, I, the honestly, you know, I, I believe it after doing a, a bunch of research into, into comment threading, uh, no one really has it 100% right yet. But I, I really believe we're we're close to coming up with a more perfect solution.
3: And what we should do, honestly, like when we build out that functionality in testnet, we should give that um, we should give Jack and we should give other you know content creators basically access to that to test it and see exactly what their feedback is on you yeah. know, opening threads.
2: Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we 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 need to uh, we've we've had like focus groups here and there, but we need to get a little bit more uh, organized in regards to that. So yeah, that'd be great.
1: Any thoughts on some form of push notification? Um, oh my God, specifically, yes. if it went out by email, like I, one thing that really is nice for me on YouTube is that somebody, I can send out a thing. I'm going to be doing this live stream next week and they mm-hmm. can go there and they can say, send me a reminder, like, or being hit with, because one of the limits you guys have chosen and it makes sense. I'm totally behind it is telling the app store people to go screw. But what that means is that I don't get kind of the, level of engagement on my mobile device that I would otherwise, where I see, you know, so-and-so commented or something like that. So there needs to be some level of encouragement to keep the combo going.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Push, yeah. Push notifications. Uh, you, and you, you, we can uh, build that into our, our APK or even into the, the web app as long as you allow it in, in the browser.
1: Okay. That's cool. Um, Another one someone asked about, this kind of goes in the same world with the emojis and all, but not really, Um like HTML and posting or some sort of like a WYSIWYG where we can do a little bit more formatting. You don't want to get too busy or anything, but it kind of would be cool to, especially for microblogging and what have you, to be able, you know, maybe that doesn't need to be in the comments, but for the original posting to have a little bit more control over the way it looks Yep,
2: absolutely. Uh, yeah, we just, we just went over a, uh, we were in a, uh, uh what we call the Photoshop, Photoshop. We have a, we have a lot of like weird, you know, like puns and stuff like that. And we're always talking about like, you know, uh, nautical. yeah, nautical, yeah, nautical puns. Um, so yeah, in our Photoshop, uh, team, team meeting.
3: That's our UIUX team.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, our design team. Um, they, yeah, they they, they proposed that exact thing. So, you know, yeah. Like like you mentioned before, we're we're looking at a lot of the different platforms and, and trying to uh, you know feel what we can what we can learn and, and take from that and, and integrate it into float in a nice uh, in a nice simple way.
1: This is the one that I think is most important because you have so much information rich graphics that get po- post up like um like infographics and what have you some form of image zoom because somebody will post you know, a lot of times they post stuff like that I don't care and then I'll say oh that's kind of interesting and then you. And you can't really see, you know, everything. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that, yeah, happens probably
2: in the app. I honestly, I use our web app more than anything. I use really just our app for testing. I, I prefer the web app. But, um, but yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. We have uh, a lot of uh, work in terms of these, like, you know, minor tweaks. But, these, yeah, this all good, great feedback.
1: And one of the things you guys did that I think is really cool is you allow people to post a thing and make put it behind a paywall Or have like an ongoing subscription or something from users that can pay them in Bitcoin and I guess eventually in float tokens or maybe even other currencies. Yeah. One of the things I thought would be really interesting though, because you know if you're on YouTube and like the guy has a membership, it's five bucks a month. Well, okay, it's five bucks a month. It's not that much if I really like this guy, but it, it, you know, if it's ten different creators I really like, that's fifty bucks a month. Mm -hmm. So. One of the things the Brave Browser does is allows people to say, I'm going to make this curated list of websites that are going to get paid based on how often I visit a month or whatever. And then it just takes all that money and just divides it up. And I actually do fairly well with with, uh, basic attention tokens sent in to me from website visitors. So if there was some sort of like I can make a list of certain content providers and I say I'm willing to throw 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month or, you know, how many Flokins a month or whatever into it. And then that just distributes monthly. And maybe that's see I'm getting complicated, but maybe somehow some sort of uh, like based on activity, like so like how many impressions or whatever I see of that, because if the guy stops posting, I'm probably not going to want to support him anymore. I guess that's on me. I, but you know what I'm saying? Some sort of way that you can say, like, I want to support all these guys and this is how much I can do it with. Right, right.
2: Yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I think I have that idea written down from a long time ago. But, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely interesting idea. You know, I, I the like Substacks
1: what got me thinking about that because there's some really yeah. great writers on Substack, but I'm not, I'm not paying twenty different writers. Right. And it's yeah. not because I'm cheap; it's because it's not practical.
0: Yeah.
1: But if I could curate my own group and say I'm contributing to this group, basically I'm making my own newspaper. Right, it's kind of what I'm doing, like, and, and I'm willing to pay the price of the paper so that all of the uh, editors get get their cut or something. Just a thought. That's yeah. That could probably be on the like 2024 line, you know? That's yeah. Timeline, cool. but
3: what we're uh, actually implementing for V1 is uh, like on post tipping. So oh like okay. if You're like scrolling the feed and someone sees Jack Sparrow's post, and they really like it, and you know want to throw some t- uh, float tokens at it. Cool. There's icon that just you hit it, it, you put in the amount that you want to do or the amount you want to send. And then you actually submit it. And right before you submit it or shortly after it asks you, if you want to subscribe to that person monthly. Um, so it's kind of like gives you like that add on feature of like, okay, cool. Like if you really like my content, you can subscribe to you know me at $5 a month or whatever. Um, So that, that is something that's coming immediately, but I really like your idea.
2: Yeah, actually I, I think I, um, we were discussing integrating that into some sort of like flow plus membership Yeah. Uh, yeah. where if you, yeah, if you paid, uh, you know, similar to like YouTube premium or whatever, if you, if you paid uh, $10 a month to, for some of the uh, benefits of flow plus uh, you know, we can potentially uh, track your engagement with uh, specific content creators that are, Oh there cool.
1: So then it becomes, it becomes kind of painless. Right. And, but like, yeah. like it's not really requires a lot of activity active participation on the, on the side of the, the, the consumer, right? Like right, right. their natural interactions and, and, but it would be a selling point that like, did you know $2 of your $10 monthly membership or whatever goes to support the creators you love or something like that? Right. That would, yeah. Yeah. Like the more ways you can like more ways to monetize, that would become like a, a catchphrase I would use as you're, <laughs> marketing. If you want some unsolicited free marketing advice, you know, more ways to monetize. Um, because it is like, to me, I've always said if I do the right things with my business, the money will take care of itself, but I still need the money. Yeah. Right. I got, I got grandkids to raise now. (laughs) I got dogs to feed. I got ducks to feed. I got a mortgage to pay. And, um, the, 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 the platforms that allow me to monetize easily, our platforms that I'll naturally, even if I love another one, it's where I'm going to spend more attention because that's what we all do. And people that say they don't, it's like, those are people that always have jobs and you're like, well, why do you go to work? It's not because right. you love it there. It's because you got to pay the bills. And, yeah. right. and that's,
2: that's always been a big part of, you know, floats uh, strategy uh, as far as, you know, technology that we're using. And, uh, and as far as, you know, being able to yeah reach out to content creators and say, Hey, you know, Patreon charges you, you know, up to 12%, uh, you can, Accept cryptocurrency and, uh, and start bringing your community over here and we don't take anything. It's, you know, peer to peer. Um, you know, we're looking for ways to, to do even with, uh, with share ad revenue peer to peer where we take 0% for, for, uh, most, uh, most ads that are, uh, tied to contents. Um, and, and, you know, tipping obviously. Um, so yeah, a lot of people don't know, you know, YouTube takes up to 30% of your, of your tip. We We have, we have our friends that, well, they won't, they'll, they'll get a hundred, a hundred dollar tip on stream, but they will never show up. Um, so mm. who knows? So, uh, that's so yeah, you know, that's a big part of, uh, you know, the, especially, you know, the, the power of crypto too, just connecting people, communities and, and payments. I think is, just, is, yeah.
1: Well, I, I want to thank you guys for being with us today. Obviously, people need to get over to float.app and, uh, sign up and join on with float if they haven't already done so. Um, I'll leave it to you if there's anything else you want to make sure you say to people before we wrap up though.
3: I actually have a question for you. Sure. Um, so as you know, we have float fest coming up. Uh, it's going to be April 29th to May 3rd and it's in here in Texas. It's in a, a small unrestricted town in Gauze, Texas. It's basically just a place where float users can come and camp out for a couple of nights and meet other float users and kind of trade value. And I wanted to know if you would like to come and speak.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm already committed. I, I keep hearing date change. We have to talk on these dates because my understanding was in March, and I was actually
3: no, it was March. Uh, it was March this past year. But okay. Yeah, it's, it's been scheduled for the last week of April. Um, okay. Into- we
1: have it's- a whole we have a whole TSP contingent already coming. I'm celebrity chefing. I don't know what that means, but I'm doing uh-huh. it. Um, so yeah, we already, we're already committed as a group that we're going to be there to support. I'd love to speak. Um, I've not been to the first one, so I don't know what it's like as far as your setup, your AV or whatever, but anything you guys want me to talk on, I am totally happy to do it. Okay, and cool. uh, let's, you know, uh, like I said, we're I was committed already because I was asked by my own folks to go do that. So oh, gosh. Uh, oh, I they, love they booked that. me for you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, TSP
2: community. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Last year was was uh or this is yeah, this past year was it was a, it was like phenomenal. Aaron and and the team like put it get threw it together in what was it? Sixty, 60 days. Sixty days. Um, the year before that, we went to Pork Fest. We got uh, we went to uh, Jack Fest. We got married at Jack Fest, which is a camping thing in uh, Northern Arizona, and uh, and we really kind of like fell in love with this idea instead of just going to a conference in a building and it's you know stuffy inside and the kind of you know normal business uh, rigmarole that you can't even do now. Actually, we did this kind of out of necessity because of uh, what's going on, but um, but yeah, I mean yeah, Float Fest. You're, you're on a
3: hundred acres of yeah. just pure land, uh, no electricity. And, uh, it's just camping. You know, it's just you set up a camper or you set up a tent or there's a hotel 10 minutes down the road if you yeah. want to stay. And, uh, yeah. but if your community is interested and if they're coming, uh, it is free to vend. So you, there is like a gate fee. We're deciding what that is. I think it'll be probably like $25 a car somewhere okay. around there. Uh, but it's free to vend, so if you have merchandise, or if you want to cook anything, or if you are a coffee vendor, and whatever it may be, just go to the Floatfest website. Sorry, oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> it's floatfest.com. And I'll make just, sure
1: there's links in the podcast notes.
3: <laughs> and just scroll down, and basically, um, it gives you a, a menu where you can put in, uh, sign up to get all the details as they're released for an attendee, a vendor, or a sponsor. And so if okay. you're interested in any of those, just go through the website and uh, subscribe.
2: Yeah, we, yeah, we, we will s- do it. We have phenomenal time this past year, and I think next year is going to be even better. How, how many
1: days course. is it?
3: So it starts on April 29th.
1: Okay. So what is that? one? And
3: then it goes to until May 3rd.
1: Okay, so it's basically we over uh, a long weekend into a Tuesday. All right. cool. Right. All right. That might actually work out because I was having to make a decision as to where to go. And if those dates work out the way I think they do now, I'll be able to do both of them. So that'll be, that'll be cool.
2: Cool. Uh, yeah. You can, you can
1: show up, you know, you can show up for an hour if you want or, or show up. No, I'm, no I like, it's yeah. not that far, but if I'm coming down there, I'm coming down there and yeah. hmm, hotel 10 minutes down the road. That sounds like a plan. Uh, I um, would say
3: <laughs> not a great hotel. Like camping is uh, much nicer. You get the beautiful. That's hotel.
1: probably what I'm going to do. The sunsets. Yeah.
3: And the full experience, but yeah, yeah, there is,
1: there not are a courtyard benefits. or anything. Uh, now I, I did want to let y'all know you got two things out of this episode that are kind of unique and will never happen again. Uh, number one, since tomorrow is the uh, Christmas special show that's a rewind, you get the official last show of 2021. Ooh. Ooh. And, and, and I don't, and I know, uh, Kingsley's a military guy like me and you probably noticed things like calibers. So this is show 3006. So that's about as classy as it gets to be show 30.06 at the end of 2021, right? Like, it's, nice. yeah. yeah. So uh, I appreciate y'all being with us today. I appreciate you, you know, on that note, I appreciate you taking the time to be here on this week because this is a week where people are starting to tune out on life, right? As yes, they should like go be with your family. A lot of people take vacation all through a week like this and that gives them a really long, you know, they take five days of vacation and they get 12 out of it or something like that. So, uh man, I appreciate y'all taking the time to be here uh during this week and and, and congrats last week too on picking up the InfoWars interview. That's a that's a big splash to be able to get out there and, and reach that broad of an audience. And uh, you know, keep on coming back. We will do whatever we can to help you. I reached out to you all this time, but don't don't think you have to wait for me to do that. If some cool shit's coming up and y'all want to talk, if either one of you want to come on solo, if you want to send a team member. We are wide open to you. You're one of the few folks that I will literally work in. I make everybody else go through the form funnel and everything and what have you, and they only get certain days. I'll work you guys in when, uh, not not at a minute's notice, but as I can, I'll be happy to do it. Oh, Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate, we appreciate that. So yeah. yeah,
3: and you're you're like just honestly one of our like favorites, and we really appreciate everything you do for us.
1: Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks to everybody that joined us today in the live stream. If you're if you're watching us on the live stream, you caught it toward the end. You can go back to the beginning, watch the video from the beginning, or the audio will go out about an hour from right now, this moment. I'll be home
0: for Christmas. You can plan on me Please have snow And mistletoe And presents on the tree Christmas Eve will find me wo